Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Really pleased to have joining us once again on the program, Amos Giora from the University of Utah. And whenever we're talking about things in the Middle East, particularly uh, looking at what's happening in Israel, always appreciate uh, your perspective. And a couple of things, obviously, that are coming on the horizon. We have new developments, things that are uh, iterating along in terms of the Iran nuclear deal. I want to start with that, and then I want to look at the impacts of that as we get closer uh, to that crucial election coming up uh, in Israel. We have a week, a year, a month. How much do we have to discuss this? Okay, so the nuclear deal, which depends what news source you read and what news source you believe, because reading doesn't guarantee believing, it seems to be that there has been progress made between those negotiating with Iran and the Iranians. And as soon as I say that, the next word obviously is but, because until these things are signed— it's in the air. Mm. And today's Friday. So in the last few days, particularly yesterday, there's been great concern raised in Israel publicly, which is very unusual by the head of the Mossad, which is the equivalent of the CIA. Very, very, very unusual for, for someone in that position to go public about um, on anything. And he, he went public that this is a, a, a terrible deal. It has caused embarrassment uh, for Prime Minister Lapid, who I think is more interested in quieter conversations with the American administration. But the moment that the head of the Mossad went public with his clearly articulated concerns, that forces Prime Minister Lapid to be, I think, more vocal in his concerns. And that's relevant from our perspective in terms of our conversation for two reasons. One, as you correctly note, there are upcoming Israeli elections on November 1st, and also because I think the Biden administration is seeking to be sensitive to Israeli concerns, anxieties on the nuclear issue. And I think that both Biden and Lapid prefer that those anxieties, concerns be addressed quietly rather than on the front page of the paper, but it is now front and center. I'm not sure that's a good thing. Yeah, having those things uh, sort of debated in the press or, or negotiated in the press, I guess, is uh, is a trickier way to do all of that. Uh, you, you mentioned the, the upcoming elections. Give us some of the dynamics in terms of where are things as it relates to that election? A lot of uncertainty, obviously. Uh, the former uh, leader, Netanyahu, is is clearly uh, leaning in on a host of things. How does that all play in uh, both to what's happening with the Iran nuclear deal, but also in terms of how these elections might play out? If we had this conversation three hours ago, my answer would be different than it will be now. Mm. And the reason for that is that in the last couple of hours, two small right-wing parties merged. And the significance of that is because remember that in a parliamentary system, if you don't pass a threshold, the votes are literally thrown out. But the fact that these two parties, one which was teetering, passing the threshold, the fact that they've merged strengthens the far right of the political right in Israel. They merged at the clear pushing, I think that would be the right word, of, of Netanyahu, who was very fearful that if one of the small parties did pass the threshold, that his chance of having a majority would be significantly um, dampened. So at the moment, 
Remember that in a parliamentary system, elections, you need you need 60, uh, 61 seats in the, in the parliament, in the Knesset. The polls go back and forth all the time, but there's no doubt that Netanyahu's party, Likud, is, will, will win the election. But winning the election doesn't guarantee being able to form a government. Those are two very different things in a parliamentary system. With respect to the Iran deal, the, the ticket that Netanyahu will, will play is the following. Were I prime minister, this deal would not go into effect. Full stop. Because Lapid is weak, comma, the deal will go into effect, full stop, and that's bad for Israel. So the Iranian mm-hmm. deal will become an essential aspect of the campaign. Netanyahu breathing down Lapid's neck on your weakness as compared to my strength. That is an issue. Is it the issue? No. I think if you had the majority of the Israeli public on this call, they would probably say that the issue at the moment is rising housing prices, which is a real issue in Israel. Gas had been an issue with less so at the moment, but the housing prices are absolutely an issue. And then what complicates it even more in the parliamentary system, the party lists of who's actually running and who's unifying with whom closes in three weeks' time. So there's still a, somewhat of a sense of ambiguity. And the hope of those on the left is that two small left parties will do exactly what the two right parties did today, which is merge. Because again, if one of these two left parties doesn't pass the threshold, then Netanyahu will be prime minister um, without breaking into a sweat whatsoever. Wow. Fascinating, uh, as always. Anything else that we should be looking at? Obviously, it's been a, a time of turbulence over there. We've had the different uh, strikes back and forth and, and uh, things happening. Uh, anything else that you're paying particular attention to kind of rolling into the fall? I am. I'm, I'm closely watching what seems to be increased American Air Force activity uh, over Syria. And I remind all of us that the Russians are somewhere out there. I think that's something to watch. Mm-hmm. The second thing to watch reported this past week is that the Israeli Air Force testing the waters a little bit, flying over Iranian airspace, undisclosed when, but released that it has occurred. Three, the role, of course, of, of Saudi Arabia and others in the larger geopolitical equation, along with Turkey and Iran. And the final thing is warming relations between Iran and Russia, always out there, and then the possible Iran, Turkey, Russia. Other than that, you know, Boyd, all quiet in the Middle East. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Status quo then. We're, <laughs> we're moving. Oh, man. Always uh, fascinating insight there, uh, Amos. We always appreciate you coming on the show and helping us uh, make pleasure. sense of some of this. We'll talk to you again very soon, I'm sure. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Uh, my conversation uh, there about the Middle East, and there's so many things that we are continuing to watch that are so interesting, and some of them are beyond the, the radar, this uh, growing connection between Iran and Russia, the Iran-Turkey-Russia uh, is also very interesting to look at. And uh, Amos Giora, always uh, a big help to us uh, from the University of Utah. We appreciate his perspective on that. And again, they're they're really rolling into a very interesting election cycle there in Israel. And of course, that impacts not just the region, it impacts us here in the United States and uh, the rest of the world as well. We're going to go ahead and step aside for bottom of the hour news. When we come back, how do we restore confidence in the Supreme Court, in our institutions? And what does the Constitution ask of you? We're going to revisit my conversation with Judge Thomas Griffith coming up next. Stay with us.